You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio, and I'm your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh. Next, I'm chatting with Jackie O'Connor. She's located in Mungify. Jackie is a NZ-registered nurse, mother of two girls, and a CEO and founder of the Heart Place Hospital. We're going to be talking about the multidimensional health and education movement. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much, Natalie. So amazing to have you here. For those of you that haven't met Jackie before, Jackie O'Connor is a pioneering philanthropist, visionary system disruptor, leading a multidimensional healing health and education movement. Soak that in. Jackie has been a New Zealand registered nurse for 28 years with experience in health psychology and qualifications with the Whole Health Medicine Institute with Lisa Rankin, MD. It is Jackie's mission to support everyone, including our young people, to understand their body and mind and to not be ashamed of themselves, to be comfortable with the changes they're going through, and to trust their bodies and minds. And with Heart Place Hospital, she cares for our carers and future carers, as these wonderful individuals are the people who serve our most vulnerable citizens, our children, the sick, and the elderly. Wow, that is amazing. I'm so excited to hear all about it. Thank you. I love sharing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you all about how it started. But before I do that, in general, um, mm. let us know, because you and I have been connecting on Instagram. We've been messaging back and forth. Mm. Um, but I'd love to know, how have the last three years been for you, you know, personally mm. and also in your business? Mm. I think um, in general, I'd say it's been like riding a roller coaster that <laughs> you never get off. <laughs> um, so parts of the ride are amazing. Um, it in, in parts so in, partly intense um, grief and then partly intense joy. <laughs> so, um, but it's to get off the roller coaster, yeah. And and what's that been about? So have you been quite immersed in this um, the Heart Place Hospital throughout the past three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me, Heart Place Hospital became really apparent seven years ago through my own lived experience. And um, and then the last three years has really solidified that that it was just so important. So seven years ago, um, I experienced um, what I call my Mack truck moment. So um, figuratively hit by a Mack truck, and I um, and I I'd, all through my career, all through my adult working life, I'd had um, pr- pretty much yearly annual burnouts, and it, it was always sort of seen as um, normalised. But particularly in that in that nursing um, and woman and motherhood um, space, and but seven years ago I really did it had a really good doozy, and it was then that I decided that if I had a choice, I could go back to what I was doing, or I could or I could try and do something different, and um, and so I chose to kind of look at it in a different way. And that's when I realised that I actually wasn't alone, that there was a whole bunch of us that were going through this spiral. And um, so through my own healing journey, I just discovered so much that I'd never been, um, I'd never been modelled, I'd never read in books, I'd never seen in movies, none of those things. And and it was in that exploration and on that journey that literally my whispers or my intuition was, was saying to me, care for the carers. So when you asked me about the last three years, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, wow, 
I've been saying this for four years before this happened. Um, so hence why I call myself a visionary. Like it was really, I feel like I was trapped or tapped on the shoulder early to, in preparation for what is now such a critical um, gap within our health and education and, and parenting support. So um, so the in- intense joy is like, yay, I wasn't going crazy. There, there was a whole reason for me to be Mac trucked and to to learn these lessons and to be brave enough to, sh- to show up. Um, not just show up, but stand up, show up, speak up and stay standing. Um, and, and then the intense kind of grief side of it is seeing um, how... We now have people like myself who are visionaries, who are grassrooting things, and how slow it is to implement it. So that's probably the the grief part of it, um, but also there's there's probably joy out of that too because it's expanded and enhanced and and helped me grow too. So yeah, it's interesting how and this happens with so many people it, is the pattern of you know we go through something and then once we've navigated it and come out the other sides, so we're not still stuck in the experience we are able to turn around or i love the way you said show up speak up and stay standing we are able to turn around and help others you know i talk about how i help the people who help the people um and i do that through visibility and impact but you care for the carers tell me more about what that looks like and what are the things they struggle with i imagine it is burnout and exhaustion but what are the things that you see coming up time and time again for the carers yeah, so um, we hear burnout. We hear burnout quite a bit. It's kind of a bit of a buzzword. Um, and, I mean, that looks like that you have no care left <laughs> um, and and you're exhausted beyond exhausted. And um, so your care factor is zero. Um, but I think it's I think there's more to it, really. I think, um, I believe, you know, it's a moral injury. It's it's a compassionate fatigue. Um and I believe that we've been modelled um, a way of living that we're fundamentally, wholeheartedly not designed to live by. So I um, have place hospitals for all humanity. Um, however, um, 90% of our most trusted frontliners are women. And so a lot of the work that um we support at Heart Place Hospital is around the cyclical being and, and returning back to nature of of being um, in the feminine energy and the feminine, um, and we actually function, f- females function in an infradian cycle, whereas our society and, and our institutions are set up in a circadian cycle. So to me, it's like a real no-brainer. Like we are, we're, we're not going to be able to sustain and keep a simple health and education system if we keep thrashing our front our frontliners and um you know use me as a example <laughs> um it was it was a regular regular occurrence to burn out um and I just I thought I wasn't I thought I wasn't strong enough I thought I wasn't resilient enough I thought I wasn't you know I wasn't meant to be in this role um, and then along my journey, I realized I was everything enough. I was more than enough. <laughs> um, it was, wasn't was me that was broken. It was the system that was broken. And it was the system that was telling me that I was broken. And it, so it's this vicious, vicious cycle. So we were starting to having to care for our carers, you know, so our carers that we vitally need um, for our most vulnerable citizens 
were then needing to be cared for. So it just it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and what making sense of my whole life journey was starting to make sense. So uh, the reason I've called it Heart Place Hospitals is that I started life as a heart kid. So I'd open heart surgery as an eight-year-old. So I've had a health journey. I've been through a health journey as a child. And I've also been through um, an era where we were behavioralized. So, you know, I was an indigenous, um, highly sensitive uh, female in this world where I was taught that I was right or wrong, good or bad, broken or fixed. And it was through that healing journey seven and a half years ago that that I had epiphanies and veils were lifted and all those all those things. And I was like, whoa, actually, hang on a minute. I fundamentally don't fit in to the way that society is set up. And but I but I absolutely hard out belong and in, in, in longing, have a longing to belong. And so I can actually create and craft a life that best suits me so that I can show up and still be this healer that I that I was born to be. And then I started looking around and like I didn't like I there was no plan here. This was it was all soul-led. And um it started seven years ago with workshops in my lounge. And I would invite midwives or nurses or teachers or parents. Um and and that's what that's where it started. It started in a in a lounge room, <laughs> you know, in a on my couch at home. Um, because I just thought if I don't know this and I'm highly educated and have had a really nourishing, nurturing upbringing, then who else doesn't know this? Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk about businesses starting in a garage. <laughs> I started I started mine in my lounge as well, coffee groups in the lounge with the local businesswoman. So interesting. Yeah. What um what are some things that my audience can do? So people listening, some of them will and some won't be frontline workers. But we are all volatile and susceptible to working too hard, or I think you talked about compassion fatigue. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you'd love to share with us that can help us to not go down that path of being overly exhausted or burnt out? So how Heart Place Hospital works is that um, frontliners enroll and they're triaged. So um, through that, so it's very bespoke. So it's not a one size fits all. So if you prefer group work or, or private sessions or in-person or virtual, or, or there's also um, a physical Heart Place Hospital in Mungify, the first of many is the plan mm. and uh, or vision. And um, the accommodation is for burnt out frontliners. They come with a support person because one reason for safety. The second reason is that that support person is always in burnout too. They just didn't realize. And thirdly, so that they can go home and they are a barometer of one another of what they've learned so that they can, you know, you're, you're taking more away than. So it's you're... a live in experience, is it? Yeah, so there's opportunity for accommodation, but there's also this bespoke. So if you prefer virtual or online, uh, I mean, online or in person, if um, the hospital is also a satellite clinic, so um, we have um, over 70 service providers who um, who, uh, who are traditionally trained in health or education, and then they have cutting-edge modalities so very much uh, mind, body, soul. So um, I use the word multidimensional or innovative or integrative um, whole health support 
So um, a, there's um, a lot of frontliners will be familiar with EAP, and that that is just talk therapy. So Heart Place Hospital is is looking at the whole multidimensional being, um, the whole mind, body, and soul. Um, and so, um, so there's satellite clinics. So, so the um, service providers will come and, and use the um, hospital as a satellite clinic and workshop. So, so it's um, the it's pretty much um, offers that our traditional hospital doesn't necessarily share, um, but a lot around understanding and celebrating our body and mind, um, a lot around using um, somatic support, creativity, um, innate wisdom, um, um, feminine wisdom. Um, so really, um, and this is where the system disruptor comes into it. So really supporting our frontliners to heal their boundary wounds. So a lot of frontliners go into the role because they've got an unmet need, mm. um, which is that they, they were looking for to be cared for. So they go into caring roles to, to fulfill their unmet need. So looking at boundary, um, supporting their boundary wounds and um, supporting them to advocate for themselves and others. Um, as frontliners, we are, um, you know, representing ourselves, but also um, our most vulnerable citizens and then really crafting a life that best suits them. So um, I talk about system disrupting all the time about um, about our frontliners looking at becoming more um, like contractors, so that they're exchanging energy for energy rather than time for money. Um, and then um, and everybody's a winner. So not only have our frontliners in good form and they're able to show up at their best self, but also that ripple effects off to our most vulnerable citizens who who are needing support at this time um and you know none of us are immune after the last three years <laughs> all of us are looking for you know a little bit of loving at some point um so if we've got really loved up love rock stars as our frontliners then um i just to me it's just a no-brainer it's just it's just a fast way for us to ripple effect out actually here's a way that we can all go back to how we were designed um, and we were all designed to be our own best healers and our own best lovers first. Um, however, for, for generations and generations, we've been put in front of, you know, um, schooling systems and, um, and institutions um, who, like I said before, have behavioralized us and, um, and conditioned us, lots of conditioning around what success is, um, to me, success is as if I'm in spaces where I feel like I belong and I feel safe, then to me, I'm I'm having a really successful life. Um, whereas a lot of our education system and our health system is it's quite different still. Yeah. There's definitely still that culture. And part of it is the Kiwi thing, like the soldier on, you know, must you know, keep going. Part of it is that I think that that woman thing where, you know, you can be anything, you can do it all. And it's like, yeah. that sounds exhausting to have to do it all. So part of it's, you know, there's so many layers to it. Mm. Um, and part of it is like not so much tall poppy, but, um, you know, when we, when we want to look after ourselves, that can be seen by some people as like selfish or not prioritizing others above yourself and all that. So I think it's so important. These principles, even though it's really targeted and what you do is for burnt out front frontliners or frontliners that need more support, which they definitely do. Some of the the strategies or the reminders are so relevant for everybody. 
at this time. Oh, oh, oh 100%. And, and that's, I mean, pr- pr- pretty, you know, this is, this is this is what I just think like it's for everybody. But if if we can get those who who um and for so many of us who have been in the front line, we really have been undervalued and underrespected and undersupported and undercared yes. for, for for so long. Um if you look back into history, um women got the first vote in New Zealand in 1893. And then um America didn't get the woman's first vote until 21 years later. So um New Zealand's really you know, the pioneering potential in New Zealand's huge. So that's why I call myself a pioneering philanthropist and why I call Heart Place Hospital such a dedicated pioneering institution. Um, and then at the same time of that, of, of that history, it was when our institutions started to um, put our nurses and teachers, for example, as, as a cost um, and we all know as business owners, we don't invest in our costs, we we cut our costs. So for um, you know, a good many, many, many years, we've been cutting cutting the costs of, of our absolutely vital um carers, professions. Um, and and consequently now we're, you know, we're seeing them either leave the profession um or or leave the country. So we're we're really missing out on some some valuable expertise. And um, and so Heart Place Hospital is an opportunity for us to to say to our frontliners, hey, we care, we care about you, we want you to stay, and you know you don't have to be burnt out, falling on the ground. You can just be like, actually, you know what? I just I need I need a top up before I fall. You know, I want to stay topped up. Um, so there's no, you don't have to be unwell. You you have you can come in and um, access the support so that you don't get unwell. So we're a preventative support. Mm. Um, yeah. That's that we we want to be at the top. We don't want to be the ambulance at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. the proactive. Yeah, being proactive. I, I see. I hear what you're saying. Seen as a cost rather than an invaluable resource. I mean, which is what resource is a funny word for people, but you know, they're invaluable, definitely. And it's like, if they go, to, it's like in a family, if mom goes down, you know, everyone goes down. It's like, you got to keep the frontliners healthy and, and happy. And exactly. Don't wait for them to be like on their knees, exhausted before you open the door type thing. Yeah. 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 So really normalizing, like I am um, part of my visibility is normalizing that, um, you know, we, we, we're meant to be mad, sad, bad, and glad all in one millisecond, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, um, and if, even if you look at um, our our workforce at the moment, four hundred thousand in um, in our workforce in New Zealand are women in their perimenopausal age group. And if you look at UK st- statistics, if we lose um, we we lose one percent, so we're losing some really vital resources um, by not supporting them, um, by not being um, seen, by not being um, um, innovative about um being creative and pioneering um change so that we can return back to to nature just as we are we're the, we're the only living beings on 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 earth that don't actually follow nature <laughs> like we're so in our heads that we um we think we're we're above it um but when we actually slip back into nature and that that was part of my healing process was really returning back to being a, quite a cyclical um part of nature um then my he- my 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 health my my vitality my my um my body my mind my soul everything just just bloomed you know and i i feel longer leaner 
better than I have um, as I in and I'm nearing um, my fiftieth birthday than I ever have in my entire life. So, um, and 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 I const this is the feedback I get from the visitors to Heart Place Hospital. Like it's just constant, constant feedback of wow, I didn't know this when you tell like this. So I'm like, I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I know it's something that you teach people over a period of time, but for our listeners today, can you mm. elaborate on that concept? Mm. Because some people won't know what you're talking about. And I vaguely think I know, but I'm not sure. Mm. What do you mean that in terms of like living that that different, you know, not the cyclical or the calendar way? Can you elaborate on that just so we get a little bit of a gist or we can take one little nugget of gold from it oh, yeah. and, and possibly apply? Yeah, I think um, what... Um, society is wanting women to show up in what I call our spring or summer and we're very seasonal um so we're infradian very moon cyclical whereas um our, our, our men are very uh, um circadian so sun so their energy is high in the morning and gets low at night and that continues day in day out whereas women our energy our emotions our appetite our um, our, our everything is different every single day. And so um, our society is wanting, wanting us to show up in our high vibe. Um, and so then when we, um, but we have this amazing cycle where we have real high energy and then we have an opportunity to rest and repair. Mm. And um, I always like to call it doing the she for the we um, because the female energy is actually the most potent and powerful energy. And it's time we started acting like it um, through um, patriarchy, through um, our institutions. We have um, quashed that. And um, my case, my my um, experience in point was I look back now, now that I understand all that, is that I thought um, I was hopeless and useless and and lacked resilience and all the rest. But what I now know is I was in my more rest and repair part of my cycle and um but I was still trying to push on mm. um so the be- beautiful part of um women is that we we have a beautiful flow energy we're very um creative you know we can create life but we can also equally create amazing um you know we have visions that we can bring to life um and um very very solution focused um always think it's really interesting i've co-authored a book letters to a future nurse with 21 international nurses amazing and um it's really interesting because there's a study showing that um we're relevant the nurses story is only shared two percent of the time in, in news and media and when i sit with that what i what i see is is that because we're so solution focused that our stories aren't shared so um and for me, that motivates me to keep showing up um, and speaking up and staying standing. That's really important. I keep um, alluding to that because in the past I used to speak up, but I didn't have the energy to stay standing. And I didn't see any other examples of women staying standing. I do now. Mm. I do now. So I feel like such a sense of a belonging. I was always trying to fit in. Whereas now I feel a real sense of belonging because I, I'm finding other women now who um, and men who equally support us. Um, I've got two men on my board and um, and my husband's a huge supporter of, of this movement. Um, so uh, equally men, um, it's so important that they understand this too. Um, so I've talked a little bit about the cycle, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about the perimenopause and menopause because 
that gets a real hard um, rap out in our society. And it's yes, a- let's do it. And we haven't covered that at all in my show yet. So dive yeah, in. Oh, cool. Oh, well, that's my favorite topic. Mm-hmm. One of um, that and sacred sexuality is another one, but that might be another another time. But um, perimenopause, really, really powerful, potent time. And again, um, in society, we hear a lot about balancing and fixing our hormones. Um, I believe our hormones aren't the problem. They reveal the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I could go into easily into a lot of the um, symptoms that come out of menopause. And, and when you when we flip it and look at it as what it's revealing, it becomes so much more obvious. What we're seeing a lot of, uh, we're seeing a lot, you know, all through these archetypes, so through menstruation, through motherhood, um, so through menstruation, we we take a pill to not get pregnant and then through motherhood, we take a pill because we're trying to get pregnant and then through menopause, we then take some more medication to to help us get through. And I get it. I get it. I, I get it has to happen at the moment because we aren't we aren't living um, a life. We aren't living in, within institutions and within a society that supports us to show up as we are in that given moment. Um, however, my... My big vision, my big dream is that we do have a, a um, society where um, we can show up and um, and we can craft that life that best suits us so that we don't have to hamster wheel it, we don't have to be somewhere at a certain time and put that stress, stress and pressure on ourselves. Um, and then um, we can actually listen to what our hormones are revealing to us rather than trying to fix and balance them. Yeah. And what a different concept. I mean, it's the whole thing about the body talks to us and it tells us what's going on, but we often don't listen. I actually have a few friends, um, women in business, and they they do, they plan their calendar or their launches of their events or workshops, or they'll never book a speaking gig, you know, when they know they've got their period because they allow themselves time to rest and just recoup and not put pressure on themselves. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I, I mean, my my one of my big hairy audacious dreams is that New Zealand becomes the first country to have a four day menstrual cycle policy throughout the country. Yeah, oh, so, so that would be days off work. Yeah, 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 and I and, and I think I think it could happen. I, I actually truly believe it can happen. It's interesting and, though, because in my experience, um, having one daughter and two boys, in my experience. Some people, because some people experience that time that of the, having their their menstrual cycle so intensely in terms of pain and you know flow and just really they're down for the count. Whereas other people, you know, kind of it's just another day to a certain extent. Like I just find some people just have such a hard time and others don't. Mm-hmm. I, you're welcome to like totally contradict me here, but um, so I feel like that four day thing would be amazing yeah. and so needed. For some people, you know, but for other people, they might not need it, but it might be, it might be a, a bonus. Well, I mean, the, the, there's a bigger picture to it because we would be, obviously we would be um, educating our young woman around the power of the menstrual cycle and mm. how potent and powerful and how amazing it is. And my last bedside nursing role was in a school, a girls, all girls school. And um, I had 800 young women who looked forward to their period every month because I, you know, I supported them to understand and celebrate it. And um, so we would, we would, so we would be tracking our cycles from a very early age and living within our cycle from a very early age. 
And so therefore, um, when it came to fertility, we, we would be able to use um, a natural fertility support. So again, not, not interrupting our, our cycles. Mm. Um, and there's huge statistics around a massive increase in depression when we put um, teenagers onto hormonal contraception. So Interesting, right? They might have gorgeous skin and no acne, but they're going to be yeah. feeling really low. Yeah, that's right. Because we've, we've switched off their most potent um, energy, their feminine energy. So um, a huge studies galore and and um, it's still it's still new to a lot of people. Um, I have lots of GPs who refer lots of young women um, and I they're on the hormonal contraception and an antidepressant. So it's a lot to untangle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we would we would be able to support natural family planning. We would be able to therefore see a lot um, more improvement in fertility, and um, and then we would be really super aware of when we transition again to the next archetype and be able to really craft life to support that, so that we're not losing you know our most vital vital um, support workers or our vital potent workers. So um, if you think about um, so our um, average age of a teacher and a nurse is 48 and that's right smack bang in the middle of perimenopause. So if we lose 1% of our frontliners now when we're in such a critical state, that's that's really, you know, quite frightening for um, for all citizens of New Zealand, you know, like for all of us, we're all going to need support at some point. So um yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's, it, um, but I know I'm always before my time. So mm-hmm. um, if someone's listening to this <laughs> and then five years time, um, you, you're welcome to come back and go, um, you said this five years ago. Yeah, we finally <laughs> caught up with your vision. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and that's, I think that's part of my intense, um, my intense grief when it comes to the roller coaster. Like, I'm like, I can see it now. It will work so well. And, um, and I have to wait for everyone else to catch up with me. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is this kind of like, not so much permission, but permission and encouragement to have some dedicated downtime, we'll call it, or recoup or just time rather than go, go, go until you burn out. And then we'll come and hopefully we can get you back on your feet. Yeah. yeah. I talked, I talked to a lot of um, women, uh, wise women. So generation above, above me. And, um, and I'm like, you know, you did it. You did a great job with the feminist stuff. It was great. You know, the whole equality, but now can we have, can we have equity now? Like, can we have what we actually need rather than have the same? (laughs) Um, so there's a lot of there's a bit of untangling to do there and um and remembering of our innate wisdom that yeah we we are human beings not human mm. doings um but I, I mean I mean guys they're not they're not human doings either they're they're the protector they're the um security they're the cheerleaders um and we are the visionaries and the um and the creatives um, and um, and we we need each other, the yin and the yang. You know, we need the we need the masculine side to us, the structures, and then we also need the creative side. So, um, but yeah, with our patriarchal um, institutions, we are very much focused on the masculine. Um, and and no wonder that there's a lot of disease. You know, a lot of mental and physical disease because our our environments and our experiences manifest our our mental and physical reality so um that's you know that's becoming quite mainstream now for people to understand that um 
And we can't, there's just no way we can sustain a health and education system by by symptom controlling. We need to get to root cause. Yeah. And for someone who has dedicated to um, get to my own root cause and then I support others to do that, it's really not, it's it's actually like it's worth it, you know, like it's it's actually worth it. Like your life just, it goes, it just enhances and expands and is delicious. And that's part of the roller coaster that's intense joy. Do you feel like right now, and I talk about this a lot, you know, especially off the back of the last three years, people are more open to leaning in or looking back or self-understanding, self-discovery, personal development, call it what you want. Mm-hmm. But even that when you talked earlier about um, the boundary, I think you talked about the boundary, supporting our boundary wounds. Do you feel like people are more curious about that stuff? And as a result, they're able to get to the root cause and be a better version of well than ever before when they just kind of, you know, pop a pill for the symptoms and move on? I do. And part of that is, um, which is the part of the roller coaster that I love because I've been saying it for seven years, which is, you know, many people have been saying it for decades. So I'm I'm still fledging, really. Um, So part of it's like, yay, yay. Um, and then the other part, like I think, you know, part of my visibility is is to be an influencer. And I've been I've been tall poppied, I've been alienated, I've been everything for, for being visible. I'm sure you have too. Um, and but but I stay standing. I keep talking about staying standing because, you know, it's it's those people that go, you know, I saw you, Jackie, when you were literally crawling across the floor, and now look at you smiling and glowing. And and um, I think, well. I want what she's got. And that's what I had too. You know, I had these magical mentors and I would look at them and go, I want what she's got. Um, or, you know, I want what they've got. And you you spoke it to at the beginning, you know, we're literally leaning down and pulling those fr- um, up from where we were. And and for me, it's the frontliners. For me, it's, it's the teachers, nurses, emergency services, midwives, and our parents, because they're supporting our 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 future carers, you know, our our change makers and our chain breakers. Our kids, our kids, our grandkids, mine and your grandkids will be like, Grandma, did you really live like that? And we'll be like, Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I think massive change will happen. Um, we'll see it in our lifetime. Um, and our 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 grandkids will see it. Um, and I don't, yeah, I can't see how our kids will have their kids um, educated and and um, and lack of sovereignty and consent and body autonomy that that we've seen a lot of our um, our kids and ourselves go through. Yeah, yeah, that we've in a way allowed. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I have to accept it, you know, because, and I realise that I'm a bridge, you know, I've I've lived both worlds, mm-hmm. um, so I'm a bridge between the two worlds, and um, I didn't know what I didn't know, and then, but once I knew, I I didn't sit back down again. I stayed standing, um, and um, yeah, and just whatever seeds we can plant is been visible and staying standing then then it means that someone else doesn't have to go to the school of hard knocks um and and shift can happen you know shift can happen and and you, that was the question have I seen a chance yes I have and it blim well excites me I'm like <laughs> yay and I love uh, I just feel like I belong 
more than I ever have in my life because it feels where where I'm meant to be. I feel like I'm in my true nature. Um, I'm I I'm I, I don't know. I feel like my my truth radar has been pulled out of me. So I only speak my truth and and I sharp as my true self. And I and um yeah, I just put myself into positions that I places, positions, people that lift me up. And um, you know, we read these memes and things on Instagram, but actually living it, it's just like it's really cool. It's really cool. And and yeah, every day, um in every way, and this is this is because of Heart Place Hospital. I'm just connected with more and more people who who are like, you know, what, I'm curious, or I've, and and that's why um, we triage them to see how much curiosity that you know, how much, where have you been, how far have you gone, like, are you are you at, you know, are we going to support you with self care first? Do you need some mindset support, or are you ready for some energy work? Um, and so that's within our triage, we can bespoke. What, what they actually, um, what each individual actually needs rather than what we see in our house, house system now as yeah. you know, one-stop one shop. Yeah. I think we are going to see definitely a move towards more of this um, frequency energy healing, things that have been around for a long time, but have been, as you say, like kind of squashed or put to the side. They're going to, I think, take a little bit more of a prominent place as they should, yeah. I believe, going forward. Yeah, no, my, the service providers at Heart Place Hospital are, uh, uh, um, you know, quantum healers. Um, they're they're traditionally trained medicine people, and then they have, um, you know, magic. Their magic has has enhanced, and they and they're now sharing their magic. Um, and and that's exactly what happened to me. I I, I was born a healer, but all I could see was nursing. Mm. Um, to use that, and then now I can see that the magic that I that I can um share with the world is um is is Heart Place Hospital, and I. Um, yeah, I just, I know, I know this is, I know exactly what you said, exactly what the future is going to be like. We're going to be, we're going to be accessing energy work. Um, but and we've got great science out there too. Amazing science. Like, you know, I worked in science for nearly 30 years, so I still love the science. Um, but it's, it's also about empowering or remembering, we don't need to be empowered. We've got it within us already. Um, but remember that we've got the power within us already, and we are our own best healers and um, lovers first. And then we use, um, you know, our healing roundtable to walk, walk alongside us and um, use their expertise and meet us with our expertise. And and we're just so more, much more potent together. So yeah. Well, I am happy to be, you know, to stand, be standing and speaking up beside you as well. I'm going to ask you, what is one thing you've done, Jackie, in the past year to up your brave? Well, um, I, I went from, um, well, we, first of all, we, I, I kind of, it's kind of like a, um, something I do all the time is radical action. So we we actually sold Auckland and moved to Mangafai um, so that we could open the first physical hospital and um, so that we live quite unconventionally uh, for that reason. And um, but also I had a really thriving um, business and I literally moved that into a charity space. <laughs> I have like um and sometimes I say, if I'd known what's gonna, how much work that was going to be, I'm not sure I would have done it. But that really fits for me. It really fits that Heartplace Hospital is a New Zealand registered charity. Mm-hmm. We are providing this innate wisdom and this um, 
this birthright um, to our frontliners so that it can ripple effect off to our, 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 um, our most vulnerable citizens. And then the other thing that I did was I um, went to a She Evolves event in Fiji this year and spoke mm-hmm. on international stage, speaking to um, global women leaders um, about Heart Place Hospital. So, um, and, and authored, um, co-authored um, Letters to a Future Nurse with 21 international nurses. So it's been a big year. <laughs> it has been a big year. And I imagine you ticked a few things off your bucket list, like write a book. Um, what do you have on your bucket list? Something you'd love to do, be, or experience that we can possibly help you with? Yeah. Um, I think like my big uh, one would be to to author my own book or, or two. Um, and that will happen. Um, but my big one is I really um, look forward to being on international stage and sharing that said book and um, my journey to creating um, a multidimensional healing, health and education mm-hmm. system, not just a movement. Yeah. Um, and I would really love to see New Zealand having um, a um supporting women in, in um, our institutions of education and health in all in all parts of society. So a four-day menstrual cycle um policy, I'd I'd love to see that in New Zealand. Yeah. I'd love I'd love us to pioneer that. Okay. So if anyone out there has connections for the speaking on international stages or helping to create move this movement forward and make it more of a um a system, as Jackie said, then definitely get in touch with her. How can people get in touch with you? And also, if people out there are listening um, and they know frontline workers that are verging on burnout or not, or, or kind of heading down that path, send them to Heart Place Hospital. Where can they find you? Yeah, so heartplacehospital.org.nz. And then on Facebook and Instagram is Heart Place Hospital. Um, so heart is in the organ. Um, and um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well, and, um, and I'm always sharing events, um, satellite clinics and um, the accommodation as well, um, and then there's opportunity for um, becoming a sponsor or a donor or um, totally happy to be hooked up with any benefactors out there as well. <laughs> Lots of opportunity for people to um, send people your way or get in get in touch and support. It's going to be amazing. I do think there's going to be a massive transformation in terms of health and wellness and the way we work. I know there has kind it started off the back of the last three years, but even it's just going to I think um, accelerate. And I'm excited about it too in the next three years. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think like for Heart Place Hospital, you know, we can we can all do our little businesses, but with Heart Place Hospital, you can be part of a collective. So rather than everyone like, you know, doing starting a business and putting all the energy into it, we can actually collectively go, hey, here's here's um, here's a system that works. Be part of it, you know, and and you benefit. We all benefit. Um, we all live in abundance. We all do what we love doing, um, and very very much focused about energy for energy as opposed to energy um, time for money. Yeah. Amazing. What is coming up for you in the next few months, either personally or in with Heart Place Hospital? Anything on the on yeah. the so, um so tomorrow at Heart Place Hospital Mungafai, we've got shaking medicine mm-hmm. so with a shaking medicine facilitator. And then um we've got um uh, next month we've got a um soul coaching collage workshop. So what month? So you're talking about October or September? Yeah, September. So tomorrow tomorrow's uh 26th of September. August and then 17th of September we've got Soul Coaching Collage 
here at um, Heart Place Hospital. Um, we're also supporting a girls' empowerment retreat in Mangafai with a menstrual cycle educator. Um, and we um, also have the seventh round of Sacred Nectar, which is a sacred sexuality workshop. Um, and then in between all that, um, we triage out to our service providers in, in mind, body and soul. Uh, multi-dimensional healing health and education so lot, we've got uh yeah um traditionally trained teachers and health workers who who facilitate um and um and also um personally i well personally and professionally um scouting down the south island for a second heart place hospital location Ooh, so put it out there uh, yeah so the, the vision is to have um Heart place hospitals all throughout New Zealand. So, in what all- size are you thinking? Like, I don't know how big your Mungify is, but when you say we're scouting out for a new site, what either square footage or how many rooms? That doesn't have. There's no set anything. Yeah, mm. we we can make everything work. Yeah, because we're we're about bespoke, being individualized and sp- bespoke, and making things work. Being creative, we're, we're using what God gave us, our creativity. So, um, yeah, even if someone's got you know, space, um, you know, space in a back room, <laughs> we'll, we'll consider it. Um, and, um, yeah, our space in Mungify is, is, um, is a bit, it's like a MacGyver. We, we can open it up to one big, huge space or we can put it into a clinic room or into some, um, to, into, um, hospital rooms. So, um, yeah, um, that's, um, that's um, fundraising now through grants um, to have an uh, accessible bathroom installed into there. So that's um, part of being a philanthropist. <laughs> well, lots of exciting things on the calendar. I definitely want to hear more about that girls' empowerment event that you've got, but all of them. What we'll do, everyone, if you're listening, you can go, of course, and get in touch with Jackie, heartplacehospital.org.nz. We will also put the links on the replay page. So if you're listening to this now, if you're listening to the live stream pretty soon or already, it will be up. You simply go to realitycheck.radio slash replays. And then just click on Up Your Brave and you'll see, you'll see Jackie's lovely smiling face on the image and you can click on that and you will find a blurb about her as well as all of these links so that you can get in touch. Um, Jackie, what um, is there anything else that you'd love to share with our audience? Any final messages or what do you wish Kiwis knew? What do you want to share with us before we wrap it up? Uh, I think... Um... I think I just want to come in with my kind of hope merchant, love rock star, and um, and just let people know that there are many of us who are creating grassroots solutions for what is looking pretty dire out there. So I just want to give everyone hope and just reiterate, you know, we we've pioneered so much in New Zealand so why not be pioneering um pioneers in our health and education system that it, it is simple and sustainable and that's and that's um that would be my big dream is that we have a simple and sustainable health and education system and i know that we can do it exactly where everyone is honored and appreciated for the amazing work they do yeah perfect amazing thank you so much Jackie for sharing your wisdom with us today You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Great. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We've been talking to Jackie O'Connor. The topic was the multidimensional health and education movement. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR. 
Reality Check Radio.